Yeah, so uh, Nick, you were telling me that you had just seen the the Green Knight. I've seen the Green Knight. Yes. Uh, how how was it? How, how did you feel about it? Uh, it's uh, it's a bizarre flick. Uh, it's uh, bizarre if you haven't read the source material, which is a chivalric mm-hmm. romance called Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, uh, and uh, it's even more bizarre uh, if you uh, haven't uh, read it because it departs from the source material in very specific and odd ways. Uh, but if you don't have that context, then uh, it sort of makes even less sense. It's weird. Right. No, I get you. I, I saw a bunch of like commercials for it uh, on, on YouTube. I guess advertisements. Whatever you want to call them. I thought uh, it was a Swamp Thing thing. Uh, so mm-hmm, <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm kind of... This is news to me that it's based off of a poem. Um, uh, so, yeah. I don't know if you know about this, Nick. But Swamp Thing actually had a cartoon. Okay, Swamp Thing had a cartoon. What like incarnation of Swamp Thing is this? Was there like a Marvel villain called Swamp Thing or something? So so Swamp Thing is a DC, I guess, kind of an anti-hero. More of like a force of nature, right? So in yeah. the DC universe, right? <laughs> He's so complex, Swamp Thing. He, had, he, yeah, he, he, had, he contains multitudes. <laughs> He does, he does. Like Bob Dylan once said, he, he contains multitudes. Nick, That's that was Walt the, Whitman. No, 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 but, uh, oh, okay, Bob Dylan has a song called I Contain Multitudes, and yeah, it's Which really is a bad. reference to Walt Whitman. Right, no, of course, but you should listen to it. It's a very bad song. Um, cool. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, Swamp Thing, so there are different forces in the DC universe, right? There's the green that Swamp Thing represents and Poison Ivy also takes from, and you can guess what the green is. It's like all the foliage and like the heartbeat of the planet, right? Is this is this the Green Lantern thing? Is, no, no, is no, this that's the Green different Lantern than colors? The green. Okay, no, no, no. So, so there's the Green Lantern. Green. There's the Green Lantern yeah, core, and then which the is red lantern and the orange lantern. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All but those are emotions. Right, but 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 then there's a separate color coded faction system in DC as well. Exactly, the Green Capital T Capital G. Right. That, that, <laughs> right. It's a, it's I see. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a proper noun. Uh, and then there's also the red, which is like all of. <laughs> of the life on the planet right and some villains and heroes also take from that right okay uh is there one for fungus too is this like the kingdoms (laughs) of life because there's plants and then there's all of the life uh like animal life i guess sure yeah that that's the red yeah so swamp thing kind of like exists in like the magic part of the dc universe pretty interesting some people are super into him i uh think he's an interesting concept but think he's boring in most executions right sure uh but he did have a cartoon and the origin story of swamp thing is that he's a corpse in a bunch of like like marsh weed and and the green gave him abilities and he has a (laughs) He had a TV show, and the theme song, Nick, for this TV show, and I am not kidding, was Swamp Thing, but uh, but uh, but uh, you make my heart sing. Wow, but uh, but uh, they 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 fucking weird out it, Nick. They fucking yeah. oh my god. In fact, you know what? Let me Google this real quick. Sure, sure. He also had a 2019 TV show on the CW. Interesting. Yeah. He, 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 like, they made him hot, sort of. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, uh, I, at least I think that's what they were going to. Here he is cradling a skeleton. No. Right, yeah. Oh, uh, dang. Okay. So, all right, it wasn't Weird Al Yankovic who wrote the Swamp Thing opening theme song. Uh, it was it. Uh, Michael Anthony Tavera. 
Yeah, uh, fucking, uh, fucking amazing writing credit on that. Really, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> really putting in the hours. <laughs> right, he wrote the mu- uh, the music for Mr. Magoo. So I mean, I, <laughs> truly a storied career. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Cinderella Two Dreams Come True. Don't fuck with me. Of course, of course. <laughs> and Stitch exclamation point the movie. Wait, what's this? Hold on, hold on. Oh, okay, Stitch. <laughs> exclamation point the movie is an american director dvd animated science fiction comedy film produced by walt disney television i've never heard of this it was released on interesting it's the second film released in the lilo and stitch franchise right and the third film chronologically yeah and, uh, and of course at- in order to make it a stitch solo film and uh you know write lilo out of the story uh it began with her gruesome um skateboard related death not skateboard surfing related death <laughs> Just, <laughs> right, they, right. They, they just straight up killed Leo. <laughs> they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh god, the running time for this movie is sixty-four minutes. Jesus Christ! Oh god, that's a, that's a t- t- tight script. <laughs> that's a, in and out. That's yeah. a tight script. They had to kill her real quick. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, wait, hold on a second. I'm sorry. I know that this is kind of going a little bit long, but this guy, Michael Tavera, has the, the wildest freaking composition career. He did like a lot of the Land Before Times. In fact, he did most of the Land Before Times. In fact, I think he might have done all of the Land Before Times. Oh, okay, wow. he didn't do the first one. He did not do the first Land Before ah, Times. I see. I see. <laughs> but he did all subsequent Land Before Times. Uh, uh, okay, he also did the, the music to Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Okay. Okay. Like I already mentioned, uh, uh, Mr. Magoo. Uh, he also did the music for uh, 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 Charlotte's Web Two: Wilbur's Great Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And uh, <laughs> he, he, he's a ringer. He's the man you call when you can't get the original person, and you need no, to no, do no. a sequel. For sure. But then he also he also has the music for um, uh, for I guess a movie called The Last Love Crack. Relic of Cthulhu. Oh and boy! Then his next, yeah, and then the next movie he did right after that was Tom and Jerry meets Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> which is wild. Oh my god! Who? Oh, this is crazy. Oh, he's done a lot of the Tom and Jerrys. Jesus Christ! Uh, Who well, are you, Michael? I, I've always known the Tom and Jerry were uh, Lovecraftian horrors. No, nothing could could, uh, could survive that many uh, hammer slams. And, uh, and, no. and and still shamble along. No, he absolutely cannot. Nick, we're bringing it back around because you'll never believe what Michael Tavera, why I recognized his name. You'll never believe it, but he did write the music for Captain and the Game Master, The <laughs> Adventures of Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World. Oh, my God. And the Archie Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon in 1993. With Jaleel White? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Fucking, oh my god. Fucking Michael Tavera, architect Michael. of our childhoods. My god. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Well. And so random, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this man has been like working across decades. So random yeah. was like 2010s. Wow. I know, right? That's crazy. Who the hell are you, Michael Tavera? I'm glad we stumbled across you. Yeah, but 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 not but not Sonny with a chance. He, he, no, he, not Sonny with a chance. He's the master of sequels. No, he, 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 they won't let him fucking near Sonny with a chance, let me tell you. No, no, no. I, I think that Michael Tavera is, uh, is more a connoisseur of, uh, of t- television productions. He, no. he, he needs them to age for a little bit. 
<laughs> no, no, but you're actually so right because he didn't do Jimmy Neutron, but he did do Planet Sheen. Uh huh, uh huh, exactly. He, he only goes for those for those mature television shows. <laughs> he, he really has to let him simmer in the pot for a little bit. Get exactly. that pot going. Yeah, yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to Nostalgia Blinded, the show where two best friends with the same first name take a rose-tinted look at the media of the past. My name is Nick. And mine is too. Nick, I... Nick, what are you doing? Nick, what are you doing? What are you singing? Good morning, Night Vale. I'm, oh, I'm bringing us in. No. <laughs> oh no! Are we doing it? Hell yeah, baby! We're it's doing tonight. Welcome to Night Vale. Oh my god! This is, this, is, this is the first podcast I believe that we've brought to the show, which is fitting because it, I'm pretty sure it's also the first podcast that I enjoyed with my human ears. Um, it, it's at the very least the first podcast that I loved, um, and. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be a doozy. Oh my uh, god, Nick! Can I can I just before you get into it? Can I reveal something? Uh, yes. I might have thought "Welcome to Night Vale" and "Homestuck" was the same thing. <laughs> I, I might have I might have thought that they might be the same thing. No, you are uh, you are wildly incorrect. Actually, uh, "Homestuck" and "Undertale" are the same thing. Oh, okay, um, get that's you. Uh, that, that, that's a fun fact that not a lot of people know about. Interesting. If you, if, yeah, if you play Undertale and read Homestuck, it's actually the exact same thing, word for word, picture for picture. Not mm. a lot of people know that. That's a, that's mm. a fun fact for you. Yeah. E- even the part where Sans is Ness? Even that part? <laughs> even that part, yes. Even that part. Uh, actually, um, uh, Undertale and Homestuck are the same thing, and they're both earthbound, actually. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, Which but not turn, Mother I guess, too. his mother. Yeah, and that's, mm-hmm. yeah, not... Mother 2, but right? N- yeah, not Mother 2. Specifically, Earthbound and Homestuck. Right. Um, or, or rather, Undertale and Homestuck are both the American localization of Mother 2, a.k.a. Earthbound. Right, But right, welcome right. to Night Vale. <laughs> but welcome, welcome to Night Vale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good morning, Night Vale, by the way, is not a thing that's said in the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I just... I just couldn't think of what the intro is, and that's because there is no usual intro. But okay, anyway... Uh, Nick, uh, what is your experience of uh, of Welcome to Night Vale to start us off? Besides thinking that it was Homestuck, uh, the only thing I remember from Welcome to Night Vale is uh, you gushing about it when we were growing up. Uh, I never actually got into it, but I do remember one specific bit of it where you were like trying to give me a taste of what Welcome to Night Vale was, and it spooked me out. And I knew I, I thought maybe it wasn't for me at the time, but it was like this. You know, uh, essentially, I remember it being like some kind of radio show. It's like a radio broadcast from this town that spooky shit is happening like silent hills-esque kind of like that and i remember you told me the one time where it's like do not approach the people who are standing outside the door uh you cannot go near them do not stand within a five foot meter and if they start screaming do not completely ignore them and now on to sports like that kind of like that was the energy that mm-hmm. welcome to night vale mm-hmm. was bringing that is the energy that welcome to night vale um has brought and what you're thinking of nick is actually the dog park not the door oh the um, dog park Yes, you were thinking of the dog park, uh, the dog park where dogs are not allowed to go in and humans are also not allowed to go in. And if you see the hooded figures lurking around in the dog park, you should not uh, engage with them. But okay, 
Um, what this what this is not going to be, and what it cannot be, is me uh, listing my top hundred favorite Welcome to Night Vale moments. Right. Okay. Um, because <laughs> yeah. like we would just be here forever, and I cannot do Welcome to Night Vale uh, as well as Welcome to Night Vale does itself. Right. Um, you know, I I would just be a pale imitation of uh, of what this show is if a I tried imitation. to sort of like yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what it is going to be is my very odd, specific experience with it um, and uh, sort of like some thoughts about the show because I have been having thoughts. I've been listening to it again recently um, mm-hmm. because uh, I, you know, w- work in uh, a podcastful environment and I've been yes. looking for some material. How to, how to start out with this? I'm going to start out, Nick, uh, with uh, social studies class in uh, it would have been, oh, man. I remember the hallway so specifically. Oh? It was I, I I'm pretty sure it was middle school. It was middle school. But like the hallway doesn't feel like middle school to me for whatever reason. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah. I'm gonna take you back to social studies class in middle school. Right. Um and uh we had a cool teacher in oh? social studies class. Um, this, name names. Uh, name names. I'll cut it out of the podcast. Name names. Sure. Uh, do you remember? Mr. Neo from the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Neo from the Matrix. Was uh, the cool teacher. Um, there is a last episode of the podcast where we talk about his histomap. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, this for is a this very dude. long time. It was this dude. Uh, the dude who uh, had definitely, definitely had sleeve tattoos on both arms. And needed to wear button-up shirts even uh, during the hot months in order mm-hmm. to hide the fact that he had sleeve tattoos because Hell that wasn't yeah. appropriate to bandy about in the middle school environment. Um, and who uh, went on all sorts of fun tangents in his teachings uh, and taught us about the Children's Crusade uh, and taught us about Buddhism using the metaphor of a mug that he loved very much and didn't want to lose. But if he didn't have the mug, then he wouldn't have the pain of being anxious about losing the mug. Uh, and also oh, talked yeah, about Welcome to Night Vale. Um, Oh, and uh, <laughs> what? No, that just I, I wasn't. I expected like a friend of yours was like in the class with you. I just didn't expect Mr. Neo from the Matrix to be into the podcast. Welcome to Night Vale. No, no, no. That happened, too. You see, he connected to us over Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, I see. This okay, was one okay. of his cool teacher moments. Um, oh, so, okay. Uh, I understand. This was like a private moment that you shared. It wasn't him at the front of the room being like, guys, you got to fucking listen to this show. <laughs> no, really it was. Good. It totally was, Nick. What? It was that. Yeah. Did, oh, my God. Uh, like, Mr. Neo from The Matrix. Enjoyed Welcome to Night Vale in his own free time and then brought it into the classroom environment and made it part of his cool teacher mythology. <laughs> That he enjoyed Welcome to Night Vale. And he would, like, recount bits from the show, uh, and he would uh, tell us about how cool it is. And then there were a couple of kids who also enjoyed Welcome to Night Vale, uh, and, like, like we would, like, exchange Night Vale memorabilia with him and, like, draw (laughs) Welcome to Night Vale references up on the chalkboard. Nick, it got to a point where one of our friends... I don't even know if she was in the class. She might have been in like a different Mr. Stickle class or maybe she just like heard word that Mr. Stickle was into Welcome to Night Vale. Right. And she just had to get it on. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it got to the point where she was, she brought in like a life-size cutout that she had made of one of the characters from Welcome to Night Vale to, to, to adorn his class. It, Hell yeah, It got brother. pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, like, you know, that's how I, I believe initially heard of it. I, I may have heard of it from some friends first because Nick, 
Like, during 2014, this shit was all over Tumblr, man. Everybody oh, was just yeah. really getting into Welcome to Night Vale. Um, right. Yeah, and it was the same era as Homestuck, uh, so I guess I don't blame you that much. Yeah, there's um, a bit of crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the the uh, Tumblr fan bases of that time, uh, it, it was a very sort of incestuous pool of, uh, of fandoms. Sherlock was there. Doctor Sherlock Who was, was there. there. What, what, was Who. It, what was it? It was a three piece. It was a three piece core. It was Sherlock Holmes, Doctor Who, and something else. Supernatural. It was Super Thank Who you. Luck. Yeah, Super uh-huh. Who Luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, like I had uh, friends that would just uh, you know be really into this stuff that would recommend it to me all the time. I didn't know how to watch any of this. Right. <laughs> um, I uh, like you know didn't have the BBC. I didn't know how to get uh, Doctor Who. I remember like going on YouTube looking for bootlegs. <laughs> so I could enjoy this thing and relate to my friends over anything. Oh God, please right. just give me something to talk about with people so that have I can see- make friends. Have you oh seen God, the Van oh God, episode? please. Bro, have you seen <laughs> yeah, the Van exactly. Gogh episode? Bro, I did on. see the Van Gogh episode. Jess showed me the Van Gogh episode. Oh, nice, nice. <laughs> Doctor Who. Um, but uh, yes, so like um, I really had trouble accessing all of this stuff. Uh, and also, I wasn't that interested in the first place. I was really right. just trying to, uh, you know, uh, get into things um, that people had recommended to me. But I was able to listen to Welcome to Night Vale, uh, which, uh, like, I accessed Welcome to Night Vale on, like, some ancient, ancient website tech. Right. It was, like, pre-Bandcamp. Spotify wasn't yet the thing that it was now. Like I, it was like you know, pod.biz or whatever. Uh, and I remember like going on there and fucking downloading episodes. Uh, it was uh, it was such a crazy time. If, if you're listening to this on pod.viz.com, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and send us a tweet uh, at nblinded on Twitter, and uh, we'll we'll shout you out. <laughs> Yeah, give us your obscure podcast listening things. I I think it might have even been on the Welcome to Night Vale website off of which I downloaded the things. But like, even now, that's like some dinosaur shit. You don't go to the website of the thing. You you know, there's Stitcher for that. There's there's Spotify. (laughs) Uh, I I usually listen to them on YouTube now, but that's just because it's easy access. Um, But uh, like, yeah, so... Um, I uh, eventually started uh, watching this show. Uh, I remember I uh, like listened to a whole bunch of it on a on a road trip to Canada with my family, um, and uh, I listened to it while playing Shovel Knight and nice. uh, absorbed very little of the Welcome to Night Vale because Shovel Knight was significantly more compelling. <laughs> right. And yeah. then I was like, man, I just sort of blanked out on that entire thing. I guess I'll stop listening. Uh, but uh, you know. Over the years, Nick, it's kept me coming back. The siren song of Welcome to Night Vale. Um, <laughs> Is it still going? Has, or? Uh, 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 oh, oh, Nick, it's still going. We're going to get into the longevity of this show oh, uh, and uh, how, it's, uh, how it's sort of continued to shamble on over the years. Oh, no. Um, but uh, first, let's talk about the actual uh, content of the podcast. So, as you alluded to earlier, Welcome to Night Vale um, is a podcast that takes the form of like an in-universe radio broadcast from a desert town called Nightvale. It's like community radio, um, you know, very sort of uh, down-home comfy feels, except that the town um, is like a spooky place where spooky things happen. Yeah, it's Um, a very spooky place is what I remember. Yeah, it's uh, it's very sort of like H.P. Lovecraft 
uh, horror inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a lot of like existential shit going on. Uh, a um, modern Twilight Zone, if if I may. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other than other than of course, Twilight Zone. <laughs> yes, exactly. I, I, I mean, like you know, it it's like it's like Twilight Zone, but every episode of Night Vale has like a pitch for 20 different Twilight Zone episodes. <laughs> um, and also there's no, like, morality to it. But anyway, um, so, like, uh, the uh, for the most part, and especially in the early episodes, it's narrated by one person um, who is uh, eventually revealed to have a name. His name is Cecil. Um, the mm. name of the character is Cecil Palmer, but the name of the actual person voicing it is uh, Cecil Baldwin. Uh, and like this guy is sort of the main appeal of the series. Mm. He's got these very dulcet tones, Night Vale. It's very relaxing to listen to him, even when he's saying superficially upsetting things. And yes. um, he, uh, you know, just will really bring you through um, all of the uh, all of the stuff that's happening. Right. And um, you know, eventually, other voices are sort of brought on uh, into the fold, but for the most part. It's just Cecil Baldwin. And um, uh, he uh, is, uh, you know, the uh, main dude. And, uh, like, there are various segments that he does. There are, like, announcements and, you know, there's, like, a community calendar and, like, a children's fun fact science corner and all of these recurring things um, that uh, keep going on, uh, including uh, the weather. Uh, this is one of uh, the main jokes of the series. Um, Cecil will be like, and now we bring you to the weather. And you would expect a weather report, Nick. But instead, uh, it's just a song from uh, a uh, an up-and-coming independent artist. Oh. Every episode. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, and That's, uh, that's actually Ce- really nice of them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and Cecil never, ever expresses any awareness whatsoever that the weather is a song. He just thinks it's a weather report. Um, which uh, is like initially uh, sort of like one of the unsettling things that happens, but like after a couple episodes, it fails to register. Um, right. As, yeah. Uh, its initial joke. It just becomes a fun song. Uh, and I, you know, I've I've discovered some uh, some very cool music um, over uh, over the weather segment of Welcome to Night Vale. Uh, I believe episode two. Right is uh, Waiting for the Bus in the Rain, uh, which has sort of become a meme in its own right, at least among our friend group uh, back yeah, in right. our hometown. Waiting for the bus in the rain and the rain arrow. Waiting for the bus in the rain. <laughs> but um, other than that, each episode also has its own sort of narrative um, and uh, a you know central tension that is introduced and resolved over the course of the episode. Um, right. Uh, and uh, there is also a continuing story um, over the entire series, uh, which has, uh, you know, a contiguous through line of various characters and things going on in their lives. Um, you know, there are major story arcs over seasons uh, where, you know, various things happen in Night Vale with stakes. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. But like for the first couple of episodes, there's really none of that. It's just sort of. You know, Cecil telling you about spooky things that are happening in town. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, talking about existential dread. So, um, basically. Oh, shit. There's Cthulhu. <laughs> exactly. big, big old big old squid man with many tentacles on his face. Look at him run. Is he? Oh, my God. He's going for the track and field team. Now, exactly. You, now, you think this probably wouldn't be 
the best place for Cthulhu, you think maybe wrestling, maybe fencing. But no, he's really adamant about this. He's very excited to work with the team. And, oh, here comes the starting gun at the tryouts, and he's killed everybody. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's a real shame. Uh, I guess it's a one-man show here for Cthulhu, but if he keeps killing people, boy, howdy, is he going to win a lot of track and field meets. Boy, Nick, fucking howdy. Nick, you have sort of nailed the vibe of the show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you, 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 you absorbed it um, via I did osmosis. It. I, yeah. I looked up a, a, a second of the show just to hear his voice, and now I'm I'm in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. I'm um, honestly scared to see my Spotify recommendeds tomorrow because I looked up Welcome <laughs> to Night Vale. They're going to be like, ah, oh, uh-huh. like, here's, here's some true crime stuff. Oh, here's some, here's Mission to Zix, but again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, here's uh, Thrilling Adventure Hour, uh, which is another Tumblr thing, uh, as I understand it. <laughs> right. But uh, yes, so um, basically, uh, like, the baseline of this show is, like, fun, sort of cozy horror um, which is like occasionally uh, profound um, in a in like a pop philosophy sort of way, and has a guy with a nice voice, right. um, you know. And uh, obviously, I can't sort of explain to you the appeal of the thing without trying to recreate one of the bits uh, or memes from the show. Uh, right. So you know, I will not. I will just say that like it's a good show. I enjoyed it, and ha- I enjoy it, and have enjoyed it for many years. Um, but, Nick, uh, let's see here. Welcome to Night Vale. Oh, boy. Let's, uh, let's get a quick episode count. 191. One, 191 episodes of this bi-monthly. 191 episodes yeah. of this bi-monthly podcast. Uh, it's been going on since 2012. Jesus uh, Christ. Uh-huh. Uh, 191 episodes. So, let's talk about uh longevity and horror and like how all of these things sort of uh congeal yes Um, let's (laughs) so horror by its very nature sort of depends on novelty you know it Mm -hmm. depends on like its ability to shock you um and uh you will notice that over 191 episodes night vale runs out of steam a little bit uh you will notice that they sort of repeat premises often uh and uh certain patterns emerge um that uh you will be like they've sort of done this before but with a different name uh and um you will sort of notice that like uh during the uh recurring segments uh they will sort of uh eventually get to the point where they're just sort of like throwing darts at a dartboard oh no <laughs> and really just sort of filling it in mad lib style right. um and uh you will uh sort of uh start to notice that they lean more and more heavily on the uh aspect of the continuing story which was not the appeal of the show initially yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and uh you will like sort of uh start to doubt the strength of uh these you know individual characters to really pull along uh a show um and uh let's let's get into it so yeah uh well, uh, basically, I wanna, wait, if, we, if I can, just real quick. So uh, just very interesting what you said about the longevity of horror and uh, and its novelty being like a, a really just a deciding factor in how all that is working out. Uh, most of well, I mean, uh, I think the most at least oh, that's on my radar is the Candyman uh, reboot uh, that Jordan Peele is doing uh, that's coming out soon. Um, oh, that's and, right. you know, with the Candyman uh and his kind of his his wonderful works uh he took a big break 
from what I can tell for, for quite a while. So this is kind of like, oh, we're bringing back like a horror classic and we're still going to do horror, right? They did the same thing with Child's Play recently uh, with Mark Hamill as Chucky, where it's like we gave this series a time to, for, to rest and now we're going to bring it back as horror. But if you go back and you look at all the sequels from when the thing first came out, they stopped doing horror. They just do comedy. Like uh, like Nightmare of Elm Street 2 through however the fuck many is at that point just like funny. It's just black comedy. Right, the first one is pretty spooky, but then like it just stops being spooky unless it's a slasher film and those are supposed to be, you know, stupid and and, and like fun. No, no disrespect. They're they're supposed to be fun and I not my cup of tea, but you know it's all good. But the child's play, dude, that just became a comedy. Uh, movies two through five are just supposed to be funny at that point, right? And there's something yeah, to be yeah. yeah. There's something to be said about horror and comedy and and how you know. They're kind of similar, and they, they kind of play off of a similar vein. Uh, but when you go for ten, oh wait, eight, no, nine years, nearly ten years, trying to continue to be a horror, you're not. It's it's just it can't possibly work. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it, it's like quite, uh, and I mean, like it's quite a feat that it's gone on this long. Honestly, for sure. I think there are just like enough diehard tumblr folks and cecil's voice is just like uh you know very good nice enough. to listen to <laughs> yes uh that yeah. uh it just sort of keeps uh shambling along i yeah. uh nick what i was when i was getting back into the show uh for my most recent sort of stint of it just a couple of days ago i listened to the most recent episode episode 199 mm-hmm. uh which is called the many many lives of frank chen uh, which I believe is a reference to uh, an earlier episode called The Many Lives of Frank Chen. <laughs> right, right. Um, yes, but uh, like I was listening to this episode and I could not tell the difference between whether it was episode 191 or episode like 89, which right. uh, is about where I'm at now. Um, but uh, yes, so there are a couple of veins that Night Vale will keep coming back to uh, in terms of its sort of, uh, like, episode-length uh, plots. Um, and, uh, like, I think uh, I think it'll definitely be helpful to, uh, like, have the uh, episode list up because you can often tell uh, by, uh, like, the name of the episode sort of what vein it's going into, uh, and uh, right. we can do some, some comparisons, which will be fun. What's fun about Welcome to Night Vale in general is that, uh, you know, usually in a horror movie uh, or like any sort of horror media or a story, uh, there's like a normal world uh, that is sort of stable. And then the existential, uh, you know, threat, this like non-legible looming thing that interrupts the logic of the normal world is sort of coming from outside. Mm. The fun thing about Night Vale is that um, like it has... Uh, like that sort of existential threat from the outside thing, but also the familiar world has no internal logic either. <laughs> um, mm. Like, uh, you know, uh, you will often, uh, you know, hear Cecil uh, like talk about some sort of like horrible existential Cthulhu monster in one breath. And then in the next breath, mention that every citizen in Night Vale like has their eyes sewn shut all the time and that's been the case all along why didn't you know that um like so you know like that's sort of like the twin pressure that is being 
exerted here. And like, of course, the entire appeal of the show is that it's like cozy horror. You know, it's like an existential, uh, like, you know, thing uh, said in a, you know, soothing and calm tone. It's sort of making uh, the, like, uh, you know, the, the, the horrible mundane. Um, right, yeah. The banality uh, so, of evil and all that. Exactly, exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's see here. And especially well, presenting it, like, as a as an NPR style. I, okay, let, let's, uh, before we before we rag on the show, the conceit uh, of, of this is, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't say, you know, brilliant might be going a bit far, but it's uh, it's very good, uh, very original uh, for, for the, oh, maybe not that original. They probably had this kind of exact same thing as, like, radio shows in the, in the 1900s. Um, this idea of like, oh, we're, we're going to like a spooky place and like all these other things. We're telling these stories. I mean, the Twilight Zone and we, we've had these types of stories for a while, but the conceit that, um, you know, especially playing up the medium of like, this is a podcast, right? This is a show in universe that we're listening to, like where we're getting a peek into this world. I think that conceit and then the way that they use the medium to their advantage is, is quite brilliant. Uh, I, and especially, you know, for the time, uh, podcasting was not. Uh, uh, as oversaturated as it is nowadays uh, in 2012. But man, you really got, if you're trying to tell a story, you got to let the story end naturally. You can't just keep like, you can't just keep reusing the same, like uh, (laughs) the same stories from like Edgar Allan Poe or like those three scary short story compilations that we saw in elementary school. Right. You can't Mm -hmm, keep doing mm -hmm. them. Uh, Well, I I mean like, you know, I would say that uh, like, I, I would go so far as to say the conceit is brilliant, number one. Um, like, uh, you know, that's what makes the show, and it does that really well, especially in the early episodes, in my opinion. Uh, and uh, also, like, you know, it's not like scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, it's uh, <laughs> Or a goosebumps, perhaps. <laughs> or, 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 yeah, it's also, like, you know, not like that. It, it, it like, the sort of things that it's bringing... Uh, feel like, you know, pretty fresh and original. Um, but the thing is, it sort of like repeats those conceits really often. I see. Um, yeah. 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 yeah, it, yeah. It, it, like the issue is that it's, uh, sort of going off of itself too much. Um, so let's see here. Uh, sort of, uh, pattern number one. Um, <laughs> a mysterious stranger from out of town. Uh, comes to Night Vale uh, and uh, has a mysterious purpose and does mysterious things. Uh, we've got uh, episode uh, 14, The Man in the Tan Jacket. Uh, we've got uh, episode 18, The Traveler. Basically the same premise. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one's not wearing see. a tan jacket, Nick, and I will not stand for this. I will not stand for the tan jacket erasure. He, uh, he was definitely wearing a tan jacket, um let's see is is there another one that's like that um oh, oh the woman from italy episode 39 basically the same premise right, um right. uh oh episode 43 visitor um yeah uh they uh they definitely go on that vein a lot yeah. uh thing I'm also number seeing, yes? uh, if I, I might be to it i'm seeing like uh like thing like like big thing that is a creepy thing like the whispering forest or like the fog or or like that kind of stuff like what there is a place uh, there's a place or a thing that is big and existential and spooky 
Yes. Um, also, uh, in that same sort of vein, episode five, The Shape and Grove Park, episode nine, Pyramid. Uh, I don't think there's an episode called Obelisk, but I believe there is an obelisk, which is a separate entity from the pyramid. Um, right. And uh, that's fun. Uh, and uh, they uh, they definitely go on that a lot. Like, either some topographical feature of Night Vale as it exists is spooky, or like there's some sort of new topographical feature that has randomly appeared and is spooky. Um, right. Uh, let's see, a blinking light up on the mountain, uh, sort of same idea. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, or like there's an event that's happening in town is probably yeah, there's another an event. pattern. The parade day, uh, parade for example, day. poetry Street week. cleaning day. Yeah. Uh, also a big one. Um, yeah. Street cleaning day uh, is, uh, it was like a, an early fun meme. I believe that uh, my teacher mentioned that one specifically um, because uh, street cleaning day is like an eldritch horror thing where it's like, you know, maybe some of us will survive, but you know, nothing is guaranteed street cleaning day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Remain right, calm yeah. and run away. Screaming is in the, uh, <laughs> is in the description of that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, you know, it, it sort of, like, runs on these very familiar patterns. Um, For sure. Uh, and, and maybe if they did... Well, okay, so and that's interesting, because it seems like each uh, episode is around the 22 to 26 minute mark. Uh, so, you know... That, <laughs> But by your metric that you gave earlier about how it's 20 different pitches for the Twilight Zone, that's a pitch a minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know, a lot of these sort of, uh, like, things are very rapid fire. For example, um, the big one is, uh, like, the community calendar. Um, They will have, like, something for each day. Or sometimes they do, like, horoscopes. So they need to do, like, 12 creepy things all in quick succession. Oh, I gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they'll just be like, Wednesday has been canceled due to a scheduling error. And then they just move on from there. And, like, you know, th- that sounds like if you had 30 seconds to come up with a Twilight Zone pitch, it would be <laughs> the thing that you said. And then right. they just, like, you know, do seven of those because it's the community calendar and they needed to come up with something for every week day right. um so like uh you know th- th- there's very much um a uh sort of uh like you know i guess uh pitch fatigue uh that they get to eventually and right. um yeah that, that, that like, seems to kind of be the case uh it also seems okay why what the hell is up with the mudstone abyss because they changed the the thing the the uh podcast cover art for that and then went back to the regular thing the mudstone abyss right, i'm uh, assuming you probably also probably stopped watching at this point or listening uh yeah yeah i'm but that's that that is interesting uh these kinds of like you know you know there's an episode that's called uh the ufo sighting reports and for some reason in a show about all these creepy things that's kind of tame I, like if there's a ufo like i feel like they're kind of they're kind of you know that they're really giving away the gas on that one they're really just like phoning it in for ufo yeah, exactly. fighting reports come exactly. on guys come on so um th- there is some alternate podcast art here um that is uh the art for desert bluffs uh which is a separate town it's night Vale's sister town uh cecil oh, hates I desert see. bluffs it's a running gag and um they have uh, a separate radio host uh kevin um, who, like, <laughs> as opposed to Cecil's sort of, like, uh, you know, like, uh, 
dulcet, smooth talking. Kevin is like very happy and peppy uh, and that sort of thing. Um, right. And uh, so like occasionally um, there will be uh, an episode uh, like that takes place from Kevin's perspective, uh, which, that, that's is, uh, fun. which can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they really sort of uh, nail into that. Um, let's see. Uh, there is uh, all sorts of uh, other stuff. What's up um, with the monologues? That's going on as well. Um, oh, that uh, the uh, the monologues are like uh, episodes. It's sort of like Tales from Bossing Say. Oh, okay. Uh, because like we'll get like an intro from Cecil, and then the rest of the episode will be from different characters who are usually just mentioned, but eventually they like give them voices. So like there's you know like. Uh, like uh, old woman Josie, or like, uh, oh my God, who who's the farmer? Nice. You know, yeah, Vail. farmer, farmer Carl. Farmer. Uh, Far- let's see. Um, uh, uh, yes, John Peters. You know the farmer. Uh, so like, you know, John Peters. You know the farmer was this character who was mentioned in episode one as sort of like a throwaway thing. Uh, right. But then um, they uh, eventually um, like. Uh, will like sort of develop John Peters more. And then eventually John Peters will get a voice uh, in the show. Yeah. Um, I kind of, yeah, I, I think, uh, and I see what you mean about how they're kind of up their own ass. Uh, with yeah, exactly. a lot of these conceits. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? It, it's, it, I think it's okay to do that, especially cause you know, it, it seemed to start out like really like high quality stuff. Exactly. Uh, or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but, I get it. But like, you know, in a show that goes on this long, everything becomes a meme. And like, you know, people will just quote it on Tumblr enough that it needs to become a meme. So, right, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, Nick, I just found a welcome to Night Vale bingo card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yay. This makes me so happy. It's incredible. All right, maybe we'll do that. This is about a episode or something. That's funny. Um, yeah. That's great. I will also say, so the humor seems to be very specific in this as well. Uh, episode 180 is called You View, and the uh, <laughs> and the description is the Mahalia family would like their VHS copy of Heat back, and that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, th- 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 there are a lot of jokes like that, and there's uh, like occasionally uh, like a, like a random deep cut reference <laughs> right. um, that uh, that Cecil will make, uh, which is uh, which is pretty good. Um, uh yeah like the 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 jokes in this series i will say are sort of like right up our alley it's very referential uh very very deadpan uh, right yeah yeah yeah, just kind of yeah i mean i i I don't know again this i'm i get very frightened very i'm a very nervous anxiety ridden boy uh 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 Finally diagnosed. Woo. No, no, but so like, I don't think this is for me. Uh, this kind of scary spooky shit. Cause I don't, I don't take it very well, but I can under, I can appreciate like the art. I can appreciate some of the jokes, uh, uh, especially out of context. Uh, but yeah, I mean, especially with these kinds of like narrative through lines that the show, um, is trying to go for, you, you kind of have to end it. At a certain point, I feel even if like like if there's just you know have like a little chunk of something that you can call a story and then just move on. And I know that's that's so much easier said than done. I know, but it, you know if if you're looking to to kind of like maintain that quality and to like get people to be like, yeah, man, Night Vale, it, it's fucking good. Um, you have to end it, otherwise it's just gonna always be a meme. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, you know, part of the, like, you know, whole premise of the show is that it's like, you know, mysterious and you can't trust what's going on and there's all of this weird shit. Uh, but like, you know, as you sort of introduce these plot lines, the show just becomes more relatable, uh, which sort right. of cuts into that appeal. And, and the ultimate, uh, like, sort of uh, example of this is the narrator, Cecil himself, who starts out as this very, very opaque presence. Uh, like, like you know, Cecil's un- unknowableness is sort of part of the um, horror of the show. And of course, it's an audio medium. Uh, so... Right. Like, you know, you can't know what he's about. But, like, eventually he gets a name. And eventually he, uh, like, you know, starts to become more relatable. Um, and, like, that part of the show is sort of cut out. Like, he gets a boyfriend. Uh, and, Aww. like, the romance between him and Carlos, the scientist with good hair, uh, is, like, one <laughs> of the big through lines of the show. Okay, okay. Um, I, yeah, I, I get the humor now. That's pretty good. <laughs> yes, yes. Um I think it's like episode two where Carlos is introduced and Cecil is just like, who are these mysterious scientists? Who is this leader with his perfect, perfect hair? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it shit like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. I, I think yeah. I got this. Yeah, I understand now. Okay. Because it's, ah, uh, you can't, I, I get it. But once you do it, once you give him the boyfriend and the show. Exactly, exactly, yeah. And, 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 like, you know, the the things that they, like, you know, try and do to, like, you know, really make a continuing story with the characters, um, you know, like, is one thing, um, you know, and that, like, has its parts that work and has its parts that don't work. Uh, right. But then they also try to give the show, like, a traditional narrative with stakes, and like you know, uh, conflict sometimes, um, right. which is difficult because in the regular course of the show, the city of Nightvale has faced ten ex- existential threats this week, and they're blown off as nothing. So how can you introduce actual stakes into the thing, right? Yeah. Um, and like the first time they really try to do this um, is there's like sort of an evil Amazon-style corporation in the neighboring town of Desert Bluffs that like mm-hmm. stages a hostile takeover of Nightvale. And, uh, like, sort of brings everything into its corporate structure. And the way that they reflect that is that they take Cecil away for a couple of episodes. Um, And for a couple of episodes, it's Kevin and his, like, broadcasting partner broadcasting from the Night Vale public radio station. Um, And uh, so, uh, like, you you really feel that the stakes have been upped. I really yeah. didn't like that. That was one of the things that made me stop listening a while ago. Really? Um, because Dang. I liked Cecil so much. No, no, <laughs> like, that's that was totally sort of the entire point of the thing that I can just sort of turn my brain off and listen to Cecil. Um, yeah, listen to talk. But yeah, I mean, like, to, for my point of view as an outsider, uh, that's really interesting. And, uh, like, that's a really good way to, to raise the stakes. But, like, that, that's some, like, season ending shit. Right, it it did, and it did end the season. But then there was a season after that. <laughs> yeah, and I think okay, there's there's a lot of different things. So like the the longevity of a show, the lifespan of a show, that is a season one ender. If I have ever heard one, right? Like mm-hmm. that that makes sense to me as like we're gonna disrupt the status quo, but everything's gonna go back to normal. And there's gonna be some more stories. It's when you have this self referential like we're in on the joke bullshit 
that you need to end the show at that point, right? I'm completely cool with the status quo being completely like demolished and then, you know, reassembled, maybe a little bit different, but uh, I'm cool with that as like a season break, but you can't like, I don't know. The the thing about Cecil's boyfriend and how it, it was a character that was introduced in the second episode. Again, that's cute. And I like to see those like little, you know, those little loose ends being tied up in shows that end right after they tie up those loose ends. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, let's see. I, I, I believe season one ends with uh, the beginning of the relationship between Cecil and Carlos. And then uh, let's see. Season two um, has the uh, hostile corporate takeover and that's it. Oh, uh, OK. I uh, see. And then let's see. Uh, season three, um, they introduce like uh, a uh, like an alternate dimension called the Desert of Otherworld and a couple of characters get lost in there. And then the season three finale is them returning. Uh, and then season four, I haven't quite uh, gotten to the end of. But um, right. the season four finale is called Who's a Good Boy Part One and Who's a Good Boy Part Two. So, they so get you turned know, to dogs or some shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe the entire podcast is just them barking or I don't fucking know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they're all pigs. Oh shit. Well, uh, mm, hmm. <clears throat> dogs. They're, I said dogs the first time. <laughs> it's not Twilight Zone. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So um, and uh, now they're on year nine, uh, and uh, we are uh, on uh, episode one hundred and ninety one. And it's still going. And it's um, just still going. Yeah. And there are also uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine live shows. Um, sure. Which, I mean, like, like, you know, it's, that, that's fine. They're allowed to have live shows. They could do exactly. live shows. They exactly. They can do live shows. But, man. And 14 bonus episodes and 16 bonus episodes that are only for donors. <laughs> um, right. And, uh Let's see, there were some remixes of old episodes in 2016. Uh, and then there are a couple of t- novels. Uh, and um, they uh, are also um, like uh, narrated by Cecil Baldwin in podcast form. So it's really just more episodes of the podcast. Right. Like, have you yeah. been noticing that uh, there are a lot of there, there's a lot of contact content here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I And that's fine. You're allowed to have a lot of content, but. Man, if there's, like, some isms that are already being developed, especially, like, you have to wait. It's only two episodes a month. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you have to wait a long time for these. Yeah, you're kind of waiting, you know, a while. And if it's just the same stuff that you've already heard, like, you know, there's only so... I, I get it. There's only so many times that you can, like, be like, oh, and there's Cthulhu. And, oh, now not only is he on the track and field team, but now he's also a chef. Exactly. Exactly. A talking yeah. Cthulhu. Uh huh. Um, so uh, yeah, um, and uh, that is uh, that is basically what has happened to this show. It's it's it, it sort of uh, like you know uh, collapsed in on itself and become lethally self-referential very quickly. I would say, and then it's just kept going on. Um, but uh, which, is a, which is really a shame, especially yeah. for a show that seems to to be again not my cup of tea. Uh, but if you're into this kind of stuff, uh, that seemed to be quite uh, quite quality, quite quite high quality. And yep. you know, yep. you know, there's <laughs> another there's another 11 year old podcast uh, that <laughs> that Nick and I listen to uh, on a week to week basis. But that's obviously different because there's no narrative there. Yeah, and, yeah, you know? exactly. You know, exactly. it, it, in, in this kind of like, you know, he, when you try to build a narrative, 
you have to end the narrative. The narrative can't keep going. Unless, of course, you're the subspace emissary fanfic, the longest piece of, uh, of literature <laughs> that's ever been written in the entire world. In yeah, which he's case, allowed. He's allowed. Yeah, he's, go off, King, and never <laughs> stop. <laughs> never uh-huh. stop, please. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, Joseph Fink, who is uh, one of the writers of this uh, series, as it has gone on, you can sort of just tell that he's like, oh, please, God, let me do anything besides Night Vale. Let me, let, let me just, let, let me just get yeah. away from this series. Uh, he has uh, written multiple other podcasts. Uh, there's one called Alice Isn't Dead. Um, let's see. Uh, Within the Wires is uh, a different one, I believe. Right, um, yeah. But uh, he uh, has done a podcast with uh, the lead singer of one of my favorite bands, um, mm. which is called I Only Listen to the Mountain Goats. The band is called oh, the Mountain okay. Goats. Right, um, right. I uh, definitely appreciate that one. Uh, he's uh, written some other uh, novels that are not about Night Vale. <laughs> um, Sweet. And, uh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's just like really sort of uh, trying to branch out. Um, but also uh, he has uh, continued to uh, like... Uh, you know, make Night Vale. So has he really moved on? Yeah, listen, not really. Listen, Nick, cash cows got to be cash cows. All right. That, cash cows got to be cash cows. Look at that stuff movie. Look at Tomska. We, listen, you got to do the cash cow thing. And I get that. It's just, it's very interesting to me uh, because when Jordan Peele switched genres uh, from, from comedy to horror, that was a big jump. And like he did both and he does and did, but, but still does both very well. He's very good at comedy and he's very good at horror. And that's crazy. But it's like to me, like when you start at horror and like your whole thing is this kind of like existential, like very dry, very like matter of fact, like we're all going to die kind of thing. Where do you go from there? Like, what do you like? You can't do a mystery because then they're going to expect Cthulhu to show up and be Sherlock Holmes. Right. Like in, in, in comedy. I mean, I guess it would be comedy, but like. Again, it would still have the same kind of elements as Night Vale because your writing style is so imbued into this series. It, it, like, really, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't pity, <laughs> or I do pity. I don't. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I do not envy uh, this man and the task to try to separate himself uh, from uh, something where his like DNA is so firmly attached. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but. Uh... It's uh, it's fascinating, Nick, uh, because like I still enjoy listening to the show, partially just because of the voice, but also they do occasionally do uh, like really legitimately uh, interesting things. Uh, like um, there was like sort of a really cool sci-fi premise based and in, baked into one of the episodes that I uh, listened to recently, where like um, a uh, a dude uh, like enlists in a war out in space and so uh goes out and uh you can only communicate one way uh so uh like he sends letters to his daughter uh without knowing who his daughter really is because he hasn't seen her change and like Mm. that's really interesting the problem is that it's night veil so the interstellar conflict is going to be called the blood space war (laughs) right yeah 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 And, and the song 39 by queen exists so exactly. It's kind of, so it's kind of like, oh man, this is this is interesting. But man, oh, they're gonna night veil it up, ain't they? Mm-hmm. They're, they're mm-hmm. just gonna they're just gonna night veil it. That's kind of oh god, I gotta it's gotta suck when your thing turns into a verb. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, like it's a very good thing that now you know, like the company Google or, or Skype or, or, or Zoom. Like you know, now these words, I'm gonna Skype you or I'm gonna Google it, right? You know, that's that's a good verb. But if if, if, if something's like, oh damn, they night veiled it up. Like that's not that can't be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh God, what do you think? Are we gonna be a verb? No, we're not going to be a verb. We have infinite uh, content to mine on this show, Nick. Nick, uh, uh, can I actually we, pull you aside we, real quick? We, we have no in-jokes. Uh, yes, what's up? Uh, so we're eventually going to run out of things that we're uh, nostalgic for. You know this, right? I mean, like, there yeah, is a but, finite... then, but, but then we'll end the show. We're not going to be like, all right, we're going to do Hoodwinked, but again... <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> remix our, our great hoodwinked episode. Yeah, well, we'll yeah, remix exactly. it. But okay, but Nick, this is our cash cow. You know, like the profits that we pull in from their show. I mean, are you kidding me, baby? Millions of dollars, so many millions. Boy, how are we gonna <laughs> we're gonna punch Jeff Bezos with how much money we're making? We're gonna beat him. We're gonna get him, right? Like, I've got to keep the show going somehow. So how are we gonna how are we gonna do it, Nick? How are we going to keep this show going for way too long? Like, should we start building like narratives into our shows? That don't really go anywhere should we start again like maybe remixing episodes releasing novels what do you think hmm i, I think that a novel based on our show would be very very interesting <laughs> it would definitely be interesting right it would be it would be ready player three it would be called <laughs> i think we're gonna have to fight somebody for the licensing on that name but i, I love it uh, so far god have you ever fucking read ready player one no and i don't plan to uh, don't. It, 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 it's this show, but a novel. Oh, no. It's, hey, remember Gundam? Remember Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, the issue is I do remember those things. No, man, listen, Space Jam, you didn't, you didn't even get to the end of Space Jam 2. You don't, you don't, I, I faced, listen, Nick, they show me the Animaniacs in Space Jam 2, all right? They show me the oh Animaniacs, they show me Fred Flintstone, all right? They show me King Kong and the Iron Giant, and I felt nothing. I felt <laughs> nothing. They showed me Joker 2019. They showed me Joaquin Phoenix, and I felt nothing. They showed me our. <laughs> Mr. Freeze from the Batman movie <laughs> with George Clooney and I felt nothing you cannot say I, I am immune to the issues of Ready Player One I am immune to their thrall except Mario I like Mario still he's pretty I'll buy anything that that that, that bulky Italian boy is in uh-huh uh-huh all right I've uh, I've got one more point to make about Night Bell and then uh, and then we'll call it a nap uh but uh it, it's uh uh it it is interesting that you uh, mention uh, anxiety because uh, on that other podcast, uh, I only listened to the Mountain Goats, Joseph Fink talked about uh, being an extremely, extremely anxious young person and uh, writing the first episodes of Night Vale and how, you know, writing this show was sort of an anxiety uh, outlet for him. Uh, right. And uh, I have actually found that listening to the show has been an anxiety outlet for me uh, at different points in my life. Um, and, uh, that, you know, uh, sometimes returning to this, uh, show where like, you know, there is horror and there's like creepy stuff going on and existential, uh, dread, but it's sort of like, you know, declawed, I guess, uh, you know, and made into this, uh, you know, mundane NPR sort of thing, uh, mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, that can be helpful. Um, yeah. so like uh you know i think um 
that uh, like it's it's something that you need nostalgia for. I think. All right. Really? Uh, okay. That that, that is know, very interesting. Like I, I I find that like you know not only the main appeal of the show, but sort of like returning to it as a comfortable thing is what really gets me about Night Vale. Um, but uh, you know, anyone out there, if you want to give it a shot uh, for uh, for those purposes, it, uh, it it might just do the trick. Yeah, well, that that is a, yeah. I mean, a, a very interesting point. People with anxiety oftentimes re- return to things from their paths, uh, pasts when things were simpler. Huh? Weird, weird. Huh. <laughs> what yeah. a weird, what a weird coincidence. Is that, is that exactly. crazy? Uh, we have a podcast about returning to the things from our past. <laughs> is that weird? Yeah. Anyway, uh, crazy. <laughs> crazy. I know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, see, like, I I definitely like see that as an outlook, like you know, especially when you start comparing, like you know, obviously Cthulhu isn't real. Uh, fingers crossed, I guess. Uh, but you know, like you know, so y- you could take that kind of mundaneness and that uh, that idea of like turning things into this normal, like, hey, it's not really that bad. I definitely see the appeal to that. Uh, however, I'm I've, I've been watching Breaking Bad uh, with Matt, and I'm on episode t- uh, two. We just got through episode two, and I barely made it through the episode because I was afraid that <laughs> Brian Cranston that his wife was gonna be really mad that he did. <laughs> tell her he was dying i i was like genuinely like my heart was like seizing up because i was really nervous for brian cranston <laughs> oh man i don't know i don't know if it would help me but maybe it'll help you uh and hopefully we're helping you get through your mundane life with this podcast that's now over that's what it's about thanking and thanking the like heavy voice for the use of our theme song old habits uh which you can listen to uh on spotify now like an adult uh, like an adult, thank you to Andy Huber for the, making our cover art. I stopped myself from saying it. I did it this time. <laughs> uh, uh, you can find him on uh, on Instagram in the description below. Uh, you should commission him to do art because he's very good. And uh, as always, be sure to tune in next week for another great episode of Nostalgia Blinded. Same Nick time. Same Nick channel. been grooving on some welcome to night bell fan art here oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've just been kind of you've been dipping in i've been dipping in oh, and no. also looking at the various bingo cards the people have made oh good what's the juiciest bit of tidbit that you see there uh let's see big rico's pizza sheriff secret police desert flower bowling alley and arcade fun complex uh night vale chapter of the nra um angels <laughs> uh <laughs> sorry that, that, that's a good one. <laughs> well, okay the the joke with that um is uh the night veil vale chapter of the nra guns don't kill people we are all immune to bullets <laughs> that's really good <laughs>